Hi, pals. This is Blaine Hill coming to you from the Lake Murray Presbyterian Church and the Simply Stated podcast. Today is December 24th. It is the day of Christmas Eve, and we are getting ready here at Lake Murray Presbyterian Church uh, to celebrate, celebrate Christmas. This morning, I want to talk to you about expectation. And I decided to come in here to the, nar- I'm standing in the narthex, the doorway to the sanctuary. And uh, behind me, I hope you can hear, uh, I'm, I'll walk over there and open the door, but I hope you can maybe in a minute, I hope you can hear Ken Anderson is practicing Christmas carols. And I heard him doing that and the organ really going. And I look forward to that every year that Christmas Eve service is uh, one of my favorites. Uh, of the year, as I'm sure it is for many of you. And we're, we're expecting a different Christmas this year, of course. So I want to talk about expectation. What does it mean to live in faithful expectation? And to look at that, I'm going to read from the story of Jesus' dedication and in the gospel according to Luke. There it goes. Uh, let me know if you can hear me or if I need to adjust anything. I see Joanne and Travis are with me this morning. Um, so, I'm going to step out here. I think it's a word you won't be able to hear. So uh, Jesus is taken to be presented in in the temple by his mother and father, which was the normal practice for faithful people uh, and faithful Jewish people in that time. So they take him to the temple to dedicate him to God, make a sacrifice for him. Luke writes, now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout looking forward to the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit rested on him. And what I want to point out there is he was looking forward to the consolation of Israel, uh, to, to God's people having comfort is what he was looking forward to. He probably had political expectations about how that would work out uh, as well. Maybe it doesn't say. Now, this is key too. it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So Simeon, uh, an old man, uh, has an expectation given to him by God that he would see God's anointed one. He would see Christ, the Messiah, before he died. And then this happens. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into, into the temple, and when the parents, Mary and Joseph, brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, make a sacrifice, dedicate him. Simeon took him, took Jesus in his arms and praised God saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Now, there's a lot there, but what I want to point out is Simeon was living with an expectation of something that was going to come in the future. Uh, and, and he does that by being attentive to the Holy Spirit, paying attention to the prompting of God's Spirit at, at work. And that, that's a devotion for another day, how we do that, prayer and fellowship. And, um, but we're living in a time of expectation. Today, we're expecting... Uh, some of us will come in and worship at 7 o'clock in the sanctuary and hear the organ. Some of us will be at home. We'll gather uh, one way or another together. Um, some of us will be gathered at 5 o'clock for our outdoor uh, drive-in nativity family service. But we're living with an expectation for today. Uh, and I hope it's hopeful for you. I hope uh, I hope you are able to look forward to worship tonight with joy. 
But we're living with uh, broader expectations as well, uh, not simply for, simply for a worship service, as majestic as those are, but we have expectations. We're a society uh, living with a hope and expectation that we'll find a way to get back to normal business and worship and life and recreation. And uh, education, that's a big one as well. What does it mean to live knowing that something's going to be different in the future and that it's not here yet, uh, uh, but we should live our lives today being prepared, being uh, spiritually mature for the, what God's going to bring about in the future? Um, and of course, the big, the big example of this, it's not even the example, the big uh, moment around this is the return of Jesus Christ in all of his glory to bring things to fulfillment. How, how do we live today knowing that God has something for us in the future? You know, how do, you, how, do you, how do we prepare for that? And Simeon gives us a great clue. He is attentive to the Holy Spirit. What is God saying? Most likely through scripture, but also in prayer and through fellowship. Uh, what is God saying to you to be ready for what God's doing in the future? Whether that's this evening, uh, uh, I've got to go get a freshly laundered shirt. That's not a very spiritual activity, but there it is. So we have to be prepared for events. Um, we, or do we, uh, so what do we do to be ready for when our society is able to mingle and mix again? How today can we be preparing ourselves and attending to God's work for when society returns? What have we, what have maybe we've intended to do as Christians in our community um, it's something we meant to get around to or thought we might do. And now for this year, we haven't been able to. And maybe we need to think about what God would have us do um, right here with our neighbors. And, and how do we serve people once we're able to do that again? And then, of course, on the cosmic scale, how do we live as people who know that the day-to-day -day activity, uh, Jesus talked about you know, plowing a field and baking bread, because that was the common stuff people did every day uh, in his time. You know what? For us, it's a commute or going to homeroom or um, cleaning up the baby, whatever it is. How do we do those things knowing that that's not all there is? That God has something more and wonderful in store for you, you, and for the whole world, the, his cosmos. How do we live with that? Well, I think, again, attentive to the Holy Spirit. So. That's what I have to share with you today. I, I, hopefully it's a vision that there's something better in God's future for all of us, ultimately with the coming of the kingdom of heaven. But I'm hoping next year be a little better than this one uh, too. We'll have to work to do that together. And certainly worship this evening. Uh, we'll be outside. We hope, we're, our plan is to be out, gracious, outside at five o'clock so you can drive in, tune in on the radio. Um, the rain may... Uh, you know, who makes real plans? Our intention is to do that. We'll see what the weather does to that, but I hope we can do that. And that seven will be in the sanctuary. We plan to stream both of those worship services. So um, we'll be together one way or another, right? How about I pray for us? And then um, maybe I'll walk it inside and you can hear a little bit of the organ if you care about that. But let's pray first. Heavenly Father, we are grateful that you hold the future. We don't know uh, what tomorrow holds, but we know you hold tomorrow, as the old bluegrass song says. And so we ask um, that you would increase our faith and trust in you, and that we would live today attentive to your spirit, and live today uh, knowing that the future holds something.
that you are creating and shaping. We do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you into the sanctuary just so you can get a little bit of the organ. Uh, you, if you got something to do, you can go do that. Um, but I thought it might be fun. It was really inspiring to me. Christmas carols are the ones I can really sing. I'm not a, much of a singer. But I'll give you a little preview. Isn't it amazing we can do this? have you all here by Facebook and uh, Merry Christmas.